Beyond the Barbell. I'm your host, Modingo, and with me is my boy, and he has got <laughs> it, some nowhere in particular. Hot off the, the presses, number, what is it? Number uh, 24? Yeah. Man, he so wanted to go straight to the beer, but he still want to introduce me. <laughs> Mo, you need to, f- what's up, man? I, I, first, <laughs> first, you delete our episode. Now, you don't even know how to, you, do no. you introduce me or the beer? Like... I know the beer is definitely hotter than I am right now because it just came out. Yes, it's like fire. Yeah, so uh, full disclosure here, I had a catastrophic incident where I lost our original version of the mobility episode. You so got one job, guys. I got one job, and I hosed that up. But um, by the time you listen to this, it will be less than 24 hours fresh. So I hope you enjoy this one. That's going to be a lot of work for Mo, boys and girls. Yeah, We're going to try to keep this one clean. It's going to be a late night. But um, again- What you drinking, Mo? I am drinking- Nowhere in particular, batch number 19, which is a double rice IPA Indian pale ale. And it's actually quite delicious. I do remember this one. And you're going to like that because you're Japanese. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, <laughs> I like the rice, man. Yeah. That's what we do. <laughs> Whether it's our vehicles or our beer. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and that's a huge thanks to Anna and Carrie oh, Combs. Yeah. 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 Uh, we had a couple of listeners st- drop by on Friday um, after we recorded an interview that'll be uh, released in a few weeks. And they came in, they worked out. Well, they went to the Air Force Museum, which is probably about 15 minutes away from CrossFit Access right. here in Dayton, Ohio. And they came by after the fact. And uh, they, first the girls worked out and then the husbands worked out. So take, taking turns watching the kids. And you know we chatted with them a bit. And they were nice enough to bring us some delicious, cold, frosty beverages. So Yeah, Anna looked really hard to get that. Uh, nowhere in particular, she yeah. said. And you're right, that's a, that's a tough one to find. And it's definitely not cheap. Yeah. <laughs> and uh but no, and then Carrie brought a, a Rando six pack. Yeah, had some good beers out of that. I actually took it to the event because <laughs> I didn't tell Mo they brought beer. <laughs> like, a, a, and I didn't a, find out he, they brought beer until I got home and checked my Instagram. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's kind of a dick move, but I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> but we competed the next day, so I took it up to uh, up to Gen- up to Genetti's gym yeah. for uh, Validus Games, and I took about 15, 10, 15 beers and brought those up so mo could have some of them yeah, but you so, know mo can't drink too much because well i could especially saturday because i was announcing so yeah you can't have a drunk announcer that's not sexy at all <laughs> no. uh, but yeah we did have some uh, a beverage after the fact um bro and uh the team from excess competed i was out there announcing uh, at validus game six at cross uh, endeavor defense and fitness from our who's the owner of our, our good buddy down there aaron Janetti, who if you haven't listened to he's in episode four and five Mm-hmm. Uh, where we just have a brief interview with him, and then in nine and ten, where he talks about his book, right? And uh, which they're about to do something special yeah. with that. And, yeah, and, and uh, actually, Aaron was cool enough to ask me to help him get that into audiobook. So that'll be a project I'll be working on in the background while we're getting all this stuff done for the One More Rep podcast. So we did come up with a, a challenge for all of you guys as we're on our way to ten k. Um, we want to we want you guys to help us get there. Yeah, countdown to 10K, man. We're going to make that shit viral. Like, <laughs> come on, we got to get the hashtag going. Yeah. And uh, I think when we started this, I didn't even know, I really, you know, we always talk about this. We really didn't even know how many people would actually download it. And you know what? We have, a, I don't even look today, but say it's 7,500, 7,600 downloads. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know if that's still good. <laughs> like, who yeah, knows? Either do I. Uh, I know what we're roughly getting per week, and that number keeps going up. Mm-hmm. And I guess as long as that number keeps going up, it's like, I don't know, it's yeah. like a max out. You know, it's like you, you PR, you want that to be higher the next yeah. time you do it. So, except we get tested every week, which is like, <laughs> unlike you guys. Right. So, so if you could uh, use the hashtag OMRFAM, that's what we're going to. That's what we're going to use to try and keep track of all the additional traction you guys are helping us with. And actually, while you're listening to this particular episode, we'd like to ask you to leave some comments as you're listening, because a lot of the stuff that we're going to talk about today Mm -hmm. in this episode, you'll probably forget the questions that you're going to have as you're listening, because there's a lot of goodness in this week's episode. Right. And then uh, I'll tag up uh, a PT that we have in-house. And we talked, we might have him on for a... 
uh, an episode, which would be pretty cool to to tap tap into the, his brain. You mm-hmm. know, he just he just came on uh, with us, and it's something I've been wanting to do for a very long time and bring that to success. Um, but you to find first off to get a PT, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not just like hanging out on the corner, no, right? And then to get one that kind of lines up with how you how you want to attack certain things mm-hmm. and their opinion. You know, you already know where I stand with doctors telling you, can't, <laughs> <laughs> telling you not to do stuff. Um, so, and he's definitely, he actually told me, he said, if I ever say that, just shoot me. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, we're, are we best friends? <laughs> Did we just become best friends? I think so. There's so much room for activities. <laughs> you want to do karate in the basement? <laughs> but anyways, have him on. I think it'd yeah. be cool to, um, hear his side of it as a PT yeah, and, as a provider yeah. and he's as also an athlete, a, he's yeah. a power lifter and he's strong. So this week's episode, episode 30 is going to be about mobility. So just right off the rip, what is it? What is mobility? Well, first off I'm told, no, I can't believe it took us 30 episodes yeah, to come to, up with this episode. Because, because if for those of you that don't know Brody or have never been to CrossFit Access, mobility is something that this entire uh, culture fully embraces whether it's before, after, or during, you will see somebody rolling on something or smashing something. They're that, making that pain face. Yeah, making that pain face, and Brody has subjected me to that. Uh, probably the first time I worked out here, and I hadn't even done any lift or anything, and I was in a puddle of sweat laying on my stomach with a barbell uh, in my in, in my quad, or my calf, and it was unpleasant. Yeah, it's... Uh... That's a rough one to start out with. Yeah. <laughs> the old calf smash. Yeah, the, as Brody says, I have meaty calves, meaty virgin calves. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. So I, you know, I will, I'll start off before Mo gets back into this. Don't, uh, mobility should not always hurt, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but it is a necessary mo- evil. It, um, it, it, most of the time it does. And that's because you're actually for the first time, uh, treating an area that typically goes unnoticed and overused forearms and calves come out to the right off the top of my head mm-hmm. that they're most un- undertreated muscles that we have that we take care of and they're the most used mm-hmm. use forearms for everything use your calves for everything and, and we most don't neglected sh- most neglected without a doubt yep. i mean we'll stretch our backs we'll stretch our shoulders but we don't think about those uh, other yeah. large areas and we'll talk about probably deeper in this what the calves actually will affect and the the chain reaction that can yeah. have on your entire body so mobility just as a a, a general definition yeah mobility uh often gets confused with flexibility um so mobility is if i need to get into a position uh so let's say i'm going to go overhead with my arm into an overhead squat i have the flexibility to get there but i have an impingement that's causing um me to unable to become uh structurally sound in Mm -hmm. that position so I have to use mobility as in either um, myofascial release by lacrosse ball or rolling it, smashing it, whatever, mm-hmm. to release that tissue in order to get my scapula into the correct position. Into the correct position and therefore allow me to become stable overhead. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of us have the flexibility. Um, most people lack mobility and or motor control mm-hmm. function, which is also huge. So I think uh, one easy point of reference that I think a lot of men will associate with is that front rack position. Right. A yeah. lot of us don't have that ability to, uh, innately once mm-hmm. we first start to get those elbows nice and high and pointed towards the the wall in front of us. Right. So that would be a what type of restriction would that be considered? Uh, it could be actually it can be flexibility and mobility. Okay. Uh, definitely not motor control. Mm-hmm. Typically, um, you know, a good test is. Um, you know, let's get you get to put a bar put a barbell on the rack and have it weighted down somewhat. Mm-hmm. Um, or I've seen people put band it, whatever. Can you get your hands on the bar with the bar staying in the middle of your palm and get into a proper front rack position? No. Okay. <laughs> right. So then we got to figure out. Let's see. Is it is there an impingement? Meaning, um, do we have to? If is there. A, uh, a huge front rack issue typically is led by the lats, really tight lats. Mm-hmm. So if you think about elevating your elbow, right, and your lats are tight, well, wh- the higher you get your elbow, the the tighter your lats get. They're mm-hmm. going to pull the elbow down, mm-hmm. right? So therefore, we can maybe sometimes get into a position, but we can't hold and maintain a position because there's you're you're going against another force. And then sometimes don't we augment 
incorrectly, like maybe you'll start bending your back to try and first get your thing to go. Up, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, you're going to give up your lower lumbar on that. You know, it's you know we're always you know testing people's you know stomach, tell them to pull their rib cage down mm-hmm. and flexing their stomach, and then in that position, can they achieve a full front rack? Right. So once you see if they can or cannot, then you have to start kind of digging. Is it a mobility restriction? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it can be lats, tight pec, okay, or a lot. A lot also goes into the rear, rear delt mm-hmm. um, side because a lot of people will get if they get into the front rack, they'll feel pinching on the back side of the shoulder. Mm-hmm. So we just kind of got to find that and get rid of that impingement that we have for with the mobility. Um, Last smash. There's a lot of things we can mm-hmm. do with that. Um, I'm a huge and firm believer in smashing then stretching, mm-hmm. um, so you can get the best of both worlds. Because if you think about this, tissue gets really bound up, and it's it's because it's constantly used mm-hmm. and it's it's never taken care of. Think about when you, if you're a runner, you go out and you're getting ready to run, and you do like a uh, a couple knee raises, and then <laughs> you know like pull a do the old quad stretch grabbing the ankle and you hit that for like 10 seconds each and then you go run five miles yeah. or 10 miles for time yeah yeah or if you're a dude in the old school bench you know you go get ready to bench and you pull the arm across the chest put the uh, arm across the chest do a couple arm circles and then you hit about start warming up to 80 percent right <laughs> so we're definitely not preparing our bodies for yeah. the best outcome and in return what that does is when that tissue starts getting dense right and we need to release it through trigger point mm-hmm. with massage is a good, another good way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the you don't have a massage therapist that's going to dig into your pec right before you go lift or, yeah. or dig out your lats before. So we do the mobility stuff. Okay. So flexibility, how is that different from mobility? So flexibility is if I can lift your leg up to, uh, let's say we're doing hamstring, we're laying on our back. If we can get our leg to 90 degrees that typically is more than flexible enough mm-hmm. to achieve proper position. Mm-hmm. So there's no impingement, meaning uh, my uh, th- I have to... There's no congenital malformation. There's no like birth issue, like where there's a structural not birth, concern. It, it's yeah. not really birth. It's just, like I said, when that, that tissue gets bound up, right, it, you, it's, you can't stretch it. Okay. okay, that's where dry needling and... Um, Stim, uh, e-stem comes into kind of play mm-hmm. um, but if I have zero restriction as far as mobility like n- my tissue is not dense mm-hmm. it's just it's not elongated right which we need to get our tissue along um, if I can get to 90 degrees without assistance that's typically more and anything past that is excellent mm-hmm. but I think one of the challenges for most of our listeners and society in general among the working class is where do we spend a majority of our time sitting at a desk? Yeah, yeah, it's it's a tough one, man. I uh, tell people all the time they'll come in and uh, they're like, "Oh my, my back's lit. It's just it, it's on fire." I'm like, "Well, uh, you're not using your glutes, mm-hmm. right? Because that's the that's the number one thing. Like when our glutes aren't are turned off, it's going to dump to that lower lumbar right across that sacrum. We've all had that shit, or your erectors start getting lit." Mm-hmm. The problem is, you know, let's say uh, you're at work and you, you have a desk job, which majority of America does, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're sitting there for eight hours. And then even if you discount an hour lunch of getting up, so seven hours. <laughs> a couple sit- bathroom breaks. Yeah, yeah which is really nothing. Um, so you say you're seven hours sitting down, then you slept for seven hours. There's 14 hours. 14 of the 24 hours you have had your glutes completely turned off. Then you roll into the gym. You you know, do the butt smash, uh, try to get that piriformis and that glute mead kind of ready to go. Maybe uh, try to hit a couple of banded good mornings and then you go to squat and then next thing you know, your glutes aren't working. <laughs> You're like, what the hell? So, like, so two minutes of rolling out my, my, my quads is minutes. Do anything. <laughs> yeah. Two minutes on each side of the glute is not going to undo 14 hours. I'm sorry. Like, and that's where we struggle as, as, um, as CrossFitters, right? Uh-huh. Uh, my, job and the trainer's jobs here because i've invested a lot of time into the mobility aspect of this and i get to see i train more classes so i get to see more variables than the next trainer so i get to pass my knowledge that i learned through trial and error and what i see down to them and that's what we often talk about 
it takes time to undo this tissue. There's no way you're going to come in for two minutes on each butt cheek and expect change. What it does take is you to come in and start doing more than one thing, right? We got to make sure we're routinely routinely, and you really got to work at it. And you may have a minor issue or you may have major issues where it's going to be, you're talking weeks or months that Mm. it's going to take to actually start getting some legitimate change and until then, it's now your owner slash trainer's job to make sure that we're modified accordingly, mm-hmm. right? Because we know if we load them, their glutes aren't firing, right? Mm-hmm. We got to give them things prior that they can come in and it's on and them. On, yeah. yeah, they got to come in and that's and the do whole. the work. Yeah, You got to make sure if we give you some glute activation stuff, but we, we're pretty good about making sure that's in our actual warm-up portion. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of glute activation because we know at 5.30 a.m. that they're rolling out of bed <laughs> at about 4.45 and they're driving here and getting here at 5.15 and then, you know, they have about 10 minutes or le- eight, eight to 10 minutes to, to do their own, up, to yeah. their own mobility and then get in the class. Those glutes have been straight turned off while they're sleeping, right? So, um, yeah, it does take work. It does take time. And that is where people want to be mobile and people want to be flexible but they don't want to put the time in to be, achieve it. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's an, that's an, an every aspect across it. And this goes to my next point, you know, this is a necessary evil. There's something you have to incorporate in order to realize some gains, because if you're, if you're short in an area, you know, you're not going to be able to achieve the proper front rack. So, you know, as a trainer, you would probably scale me down until I was able to develop the proper load. position. Definitely yeah. load. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's the first thing we do is, you know, Oftentimes I've seen, and unfortunately I've also heard, let's say we have a front squat day and we have a, a guy and he, his front rack is non-existent. We're talking about his elbows are vertical <laughs> facing up and down. Mm-hmm. The bar is about three inches off the, off his shoulders, mm-hmm. right? It's not even touching his collarbones. So it's like in a push <laughs> press position almost. And that's all he's got. Yeah. That's his front rack. That's his front rack. So what do we do? In theory, we're not trying to improve their front rack. We're trying to get the strength develop in their legs for the front squat. So a lot of uh, what we do is we allow them to, well, we you go, we call it Frankenstein, cross yeah, their cross arms, arms over yeah. elbows up. That's okay. We're trying to develop the strength in, in their legs. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not going to use straps to assist the front rack, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to, as they're warming up at their lighter weights, we want them to start actually applying the front rack. And developing that. Right, yeah. because you know, um, a long time ago, Doug Chapman once said, the best way to get overhead position is to do overhead position. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, right? that's fair. And I agree yeah. with some aspects of that. I think mm-hmm. you have to get into the position it does help you uh, motor control wise, mm-hmm. um, but it also does get you used to the load and you can re- kind of get those elbows a little bit higher sometimes when mm-hmm. you're in that position. It's okay to do it in the warm ups and such, but when we're hitting those heavy sets, you know, we're not going to load you and blow out your forearms mm-hmm. right, at the elbow. At the expense at of the, yeah. getting more weight. Yeah, or making you do less weight because you can't, you don't have a front rack. That's mm-hmm. just ridiculous. Like, let's build your leg muscles and then watch you suffer on the thrusters. There you go. <laughs> and I think you kind of have a personal example here with one of your athletes when it comes to that front rack and the benefit of incru- improving that mobility. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not uncommon. Like Mo said, most men struggle with. I had I had front rack issues. Mo mm-hmm. still has some front rack yeah. issues. I'm getting better, but yeah. I, but I can't keep that bar in the middle of my palm. You know, it's just it's an it's a process. Yeah, yeah, and but I could take everybody that I've ever known and CrossFit than I've ever coached and combine them all together and they still have better front rack as a group than Pat. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Pat. Sorry, not sorry. We, we love you, Pat. <laughs> and uh, Pat Cron, let me tell you, we talk, we've talked yeah, about yeah, him a couple times. We've talked about Pat multiple times and just to give you a physical reference, like Pat looks like he could have played in the NFL in a different life right now. Shoot. Well, yeah, right now too. <laughs> and, yeah. um, yeah. So he comes in, he, he definitely has struggled with his front rack and we worked a lot initially to get him to that because it, it sucks as a guy, uh, because your weights are reduced and I don't care about that, but if when the strength is there, it's one thing, mm-hmm. 
but you can't get overloaded. But it also puts a lot of strain on your on your wrist and your forearms mm-hmm. and such when you don't have a proper position. Yeah, and that which, only, which is the that's the point I'm at right now. Yeah, yeah, and slowly improving, but there's still some discomfort in my wrist just because I don't have that front rack. Right, and so we worked a lot for Pat to even get it to touch his shoulders. I mean, we would he would be loaded to two twenty five, and it would just now be touching. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of tension on. The, on wrist, the wrist and the wrist elbow. And elbow. So worked a lot, did some stuff, and uh, he achieved the front rack finally, uh, legitimate, eh, legitimate for where he was at. Yeah, and he had a fifty-five or sixty-five pound PR in his front squat. Yeah. Okay, so just yeah, you heard that right. A yeah. fifty-pound PR just from developing some mobility. And and he wasn't at this point. He wasn't a new athlete. He'd been doing it for over a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just people who say, oh, a year you should have a front rack. I'm telling you, dude, like it. You're, you're trying to undo a lot of stuff and mm-hmm. it's, it's just very difficult. Um, and I could be off on the, the time frame, but it was, he, he was no brand new crossfitter okay. who was in his second cycle and had a 50 pound. Cause that happens all the time yeah, here. The anyways. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, he had a huge PR because of that. And to recently, um, why I wanted a PT here is I do know a lot and I have studied my ass off as much as I could. And I've, Short of going back to school, yeah, and even I've I have an anatomy book at home that yeah. I kind of dig into, you know, and there's still stuff that just kind of, you know, I really don't know and I don't understand. I think I have the idea and I think I have the direction, but I'm still no doctor, right? Yeah. And to have a PT here to bounce my thoughts, and because I honestly believe it or not, and it actually surprised Eric here that I know everything I need that is there there is to know about every one of my athletes it's Mm -hmm. just it's it's what i need to know and it's it's what i do and so be able to bounce my ideas off of him and get guidance from him and then give and trust that my athletes go to him pat's front rack is 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 improved in the last three weeks oh just from eric being here for oh my gosh yeah yeah it's a I think it's, you know, sometimes I think where Pat kind of had a shortcoming was, and all of us do is we're not patient enough with some of the exercises that we do. Mm -hmm. Okay. We do it for three days, we get zero change, and then we are on to the next one. Well, when you keep that process up, you're trying three or four different things through the week. And one of them could have been the one that you needed. But you got to stick with it. You got to stick with it. And I think that's kind of, you know, it's good to have multiple exercises to go to after you've exhausted some of the other. Okay. Because it still achieves the same thing mm-hmm. typically. But you got to spend the time on those, make the progress, yeah. and then make the make the next step. And yeah, it's it's awesome. But Pat does come in. He he spends a good, you know, 25, 30 minutes before class really working it. Mm-hmm. And that's what it takes when you are at a huge deficit. Yeah. Now so you talked about some of the results that we can realize by doing these things. But as CrossFitters specifically, are there some areas that you see us normally deficient in as a collective? Yeah, I, as a collective, I'm going to say um, weak glutes. Okay. Absolutely. It's not knowing how to use them. How to fire off and activate them appropriately. Yeah. And in all honesty, we um, we hit a, an area where we had an issue here. A lot of people are having some low back issues. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I look at a programming and I'm like, I don't even, I don't even know what's going on. Like mm-hmm. I have no idea. We, you're trying not, to identify if you're overworking your athletes yeah, or absolutely. the lows are too high. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so I'm looking like, no, it's just, it's not that. And I'm, I'm real. I'm honest. I don't sit there like, well, I program it. I'm not going to call myself out. Like mm-hmm. I'm the first to call myself out mm-hmm. and uh, going through, didn't notice anything crazy. Um, and then we actually uh, hit a wide stance, um, back squat we did that as a cycle i got that from Corey chapman who's emma emma, Chap, emma chapman's husband um who i helped uh i worked with uh with her olympic lifting for uh about two and a half years mm-hmm. she's a three-time regional qualifier i think she's got eight this year uh, as an individual and um i was just kind of telling him and i actually had it developed for presley initially okay. to one to, of the olympic lifters here yeah, yeah. to start get her squat numbers up okay. we, so we changed it he's a a great power lifter, great. Mm-hmm. His knowledge, um, I don't trust anybody mm-hmm. really with uh, my athletes. Mm-hmm. And he he's the very first person I trusted to program something for one of my my lifter. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> we tested it and yeah. it, it's, it was great. The warm up that we do is great. And we found out that 
not using our glutes properly was leading to us all having lower back issues okay. through our squat series. So explain that wide stance you just mentioned. Yeah. So think it's not sumo. It's right inside that. Mm-hmm. Um, and what it does, the wider you, wider you go, obviously, the more difficult your squat's going to be, mm-hmm. right? And narrow can be the same way too. Um, but You got to find that sweet spot. Right. I mean, but there's a narrow stance squat there's a wide stance they, and there's a lot that power lift to do think wait think west side okay? Well, okay a lot of things the variations that west side does he incorporates a lot of that same stuff that he does and west side barbell for those that aren't aren't familiar yeah so using the the wide stance really um how you hinge and have to get into the squat you have to turn your glutes on 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 if you don't if you don't turn them on, you're not achieving the squat. It's yeah. just the way it is. It keeps you from being quad dominant, which a lot of CrossFitters yeah. unfortunately are when they squat. It teaches you how to properly squat, turning the, activating the glutes, using your glutes, and then some of your quads, mm-hmm. right? And then also teaches you how to push your glutes through the lift instead of just trying to. Uh, I see a lot of people they're coming out of the hole and then they their knees shift slightly forward. They're switching to their quads mm-hmm. and they're pushing through their toes and midfoot mm-hmm. instead of staying deep in the heel, right? So when you do this wide stance, it really forces you to do it proper. Mm-hmm. And then in return- So there's nowhere to hide. Zero place to okay. hide, bro. I mean, it, it, it's tough. The warm up that we- what we did prior to that was a, a 10 minute glute activation. And it, it's it's probably by far- one of the best strength cycles um, that I've ever seen mm-hmm. and actually used. And that's, that's saying a lot. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. So I think there's some controversy when it comes to mobility as to when you should mobilize, whether yep. it's before or after the workout. Yeah. Just had this talk uh, with Eric, our PT, he uh, all before he just said, yeah, it's mm-hmm. just, there can be as much controversy as there is, but I've tried. So I've tried it all. I've tried it all. I've tried dynamic. I've tried mobility. I've tried stretching. I've tried, um, dynamic with mobility. I've tried, uh, dynamic with stretching. I've tried not stretching at all Mm -hmm. because you see a lot of people say, if you stretch too much, then you lose the elastic parts of your muscle and then you're not as strong. And, and, and if you do mobility, you're turning the muscle off because your your receptors get turned off. Mm-hmm. Blah 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 blah. So, so let's let's dig into that a little bit. So static, that's yep. your traditional stuff we did in junior high school PE, where yep. we yep. do a like a hurdler stretch. You know, like, a, like your legs in a V. Yeah, on your butt. You're leaning forward to mm-hmm. stretch your groin. And then you know, just the static, like you said earlier, holding your arm across your chest before you go do that uh, bench press mm-hmm. yeah. PR. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, so then what would dynamic be? Dynamic is typically. Uh, think of getting your blood flowing, high knees, uh, side shuffling, mm-hmm. uh, karaoke, mm-hmm. uh, bear crawl, or inchworm with push-ups. You're you're actively dynamically turning the muscles on and getting them ready, mm-hmm. right? Um, so kind of anything that gets your heart rate up while mm-hmm. you're incorporating those right. movements. So stuff like we did in football or jujitsu, mm-hmm. soccer, yep. basketball, those types of warm-ups. Absolutely. Okay. And then straight mobility is. If you just sit down and like we did with Mo, we um, smashed the shit out of his calf with mm-hmm. the barbell. Yeah, um, it, it's aggressive. Um, I'm I, I'll live on aggressive here. Yeah, it, it was very uncomfortable, but I learned the benefits of it when during the workout I wasn't nearly as tight as I normally am, and something I've incorporated into my my ecosystem ever since then. And here's the thing. I've always said, if something's sensitive to the touch, it's begging you for attention. It just really mm, is. That's fair. Nothing should be sensitive to the touch. And I'll, I'll, I'll challenge any of you. Uh, if you're having calf tightness or let's say, let's go quad. Cause that's a common thing. Mm-hmm. Roll your quads and, and just, just walk through that real quick. So bro had me sitting on my butt, legs uh, extended, toes pointed up. And all he did was just get a barbell. Right, that, that's that's one way to do it. I yeah, mean, laid it on top of me, and it was unpleasant. <laughs> right, we'll usually do one leg at a time, barbell yeah. between legs. But let's just go to a roller. Everybody uses a roller. Okay. Let's say you start uh, with a foam roller. We use all use rumble rollers here, unless we our legs are blown apart, and then we'll go to foam. Okay. But rumble roller is just with the little nubbies on. Yep, them. Yeah. Little nubs of death. <laughs> and <laughs> so they dig deep into that tissue. It's like a basically a free massage in essence, but you are paying a membership, so I guess it's not free. <laughs> So it's kind of like, I don't know, 
<laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, but I think if you start smash and, and you start rolling out your legs and it, it, it's very uncomfortable for you and it's hard for you to relax. Mm. If you do that every day and you spend two to two and a half minutes on each leg every day, mm-hmm. I promise you after seven days of doing it, you come in that next Monday or even five days of doing it that next Monday, you'll notice there's a huge difference in the sensitivity of your muscles mm-hmm. because they're no longer bound up so tight that it's pulling on your pelvis. You know, pelvis tilts will, will be caused by tight quads, yeah. tight hamstrings, um, you know, so as will pull that chest forward. It's mm-hmm. part of your, you know, your hip flexors and it, it, it's, it's all that stuff tied together. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a chain reaction. 100%. But I promise you, if it's super sensitive on the first two days that you do it, okay, I promise you by that next week, if you do it, you'll notice a huge difference in sensitivity. Mm -hmm. And that's that's what we're looking for. You should be able to get into this position, take care of the tissue without, you know, feel like you're getting stabbed. If Mm -hmm. you feel like you're getting stabbed, you know, sometimes it, it, I'm, I meet issues with aggression as long as it is um, safe. Okay. Right. So, but we do a lot of barbell stuff in here. Uh, we'll do weighted barbell. We do, uh, 70 pound kettlebells on the quads. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that feels really good. Yeah. Right. And I, it's, I, I've adopted that as well. Right. It's, there's a lot of stuff that you, to break up and start getting into that tissue, um, without, with short of having people getting dry needled mm-hmm. prior to w- working out, which would be awesome. Yeah. But, <laughs> Uh, it's, we don't always have the time or the money to get that taken Correct. care of. Uh, this is just a, a better way to try to start breaking up that tissue so we can actually become flexible in the position, especially in the bottom position. We talk a lot about the squat. You know, it's to get into proper position, and that's what this is all about. If we get in proper position, we can move higher loads. If we move higher loads, we're happy, mm-hmm. right? We're also not putting unneeded strain on our joints. Yeah ligaments and muscles potentially leading to injury and that's what happens because your body will achieve a position no matter what okay if you've never overhead squatted before and i give you a pvc pipe and i tell you to hold it above your head and squat Mm -hmm. no matter how goofy ass your freaking squat (laughs) is you will squat down it you will do it your your body will achieve that lift yeah it will give up every single element Okay, knowing the man to kiss your ass (laughs) below 90. So you could be like Pee Wee Herman on your tiptoes, knees almost touching the ground. Okay, your chest is folding back like the exorcist. Doing the stanky leg. Yes, and the the PVC pipes in front of your head like Superman. You're going to squat. Yeah. Like, so this is the problem. When we want to squat and we want to achieve a position, if we're not set up properly, mobility, flexibility, and like motor control wise, uh, motor control is typically not the biggest issue, but mobility, flexibility, if we're not able to achieve that position, mm-hmm. we're going to get into that position, but at the In sacrifice manner. Yeah. yeah. We're going to be, you know, we're not, if our glutes aren't working, that's why you're going to get your lower back pain. Yep. And your back right? gets fired up. Yep. When that lower back across the sacrum starts getting lit, it goes right up your damn erectors, dude, mm-hmm. because that's the next thing to go. So all of you nodding and reaching out like behind your hips. Yeah. That's exactly what Brody's yeah. talking about. You know, a dull ache that makes you want to jump off a cliff yeah. because it just, it doesn't it, go away. Right. I, I still think lower back pains the most, the, the worst thing you can have as far as when you're working out, it's the hardest thing to fight through my shoulder hurts or whatever, I can still get through it. Mm-hmm. Lower back is just- You can't yeah. escape from you that. You can't, yeah. man. It's one of the worst things. So that's why I think mobility, flexibility is so important. If you are having a problem getting into position, don't keep increasing your load because if you do, then you're going to become injured and you're not going to know it. And mm-hmm. it doesn't take a lot of weight to injure no, your tissue. Not, not when it's maxed out. Well, like out. you said, like your worst injury was a 75 pound- Hang power hang clean. Power, Absolutely, power yeah. Clean. yeah. Yep, it's so stupid. And when your body's so taxed out and your muscles are at the very verge- of tearing, mm-hmm. then something's going to give and tissue's going to give before bone. Yeah, absolutely. So you talked a little bit about rolling. Um, you talked about smashing and there's some other things that uh, you can incorporate, which, you know, within, or, yeah. within our ecosystem with a CrossFit uh, cupping is one of them. Yeah. Cupping uh, and dry needling. Cupping is huge. You know, you have massage therapy, which is great. Uh, get a little ninja fingers in those, those, tight spaces those evil places yeah. that lacrosse balls and uh we use a uh, the blue supernovas a lot in here for certain things the death star yeah 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 so we do a lot of those um but there's still places that can't hit the small trigger points and some trigger points are the size of a pinhead mm-hmm. and i'm not joking especially when you start getting to like your scalings in the neck um and some of your trap the the smallest the smallest 
um, the smallest areas to get released is, is just no joke. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's very challenging. So massage is great, but um, cupping is very huge. PTs and massage therapists are really digging into this. So cupping, if you rewind back to the Olympics when Michael Phelps had like right. these circular yeah. bruises on Gosh. his back and everybody was freaking out. The oh my like, God, what are those? I'm like, <laughs> how dumb are you? Like, like it looks like he's been attacked by Godzilla or and, something. And, and, I, and I say that it's dumb because you're covering a Olympic sport. More, yeah, you think and you, the announcers would be a little bit more educated right, about like, the okay, things that are yeah, going on. Cupping, in, yeah. yeah, and you can tell where how his bruises were. It, it was old. Like, yeah. if you've never been cupped, man, it, it can leave the biggest purple hickeys yeah. on your entire body and so then, kind of explain it a little bit yeah so cupping in the, the behind it's a, it's what, china, what, it comes from china yeah yeah the chinese have got some weird stuff you know i'm not in <laughs> they got some medieval practices bro but they the stuff do works, yeah man. it does so cupping in essence what it does is it pulls all the blood to the top of the skin okay okay so when it pulls it improves the, the circulation well, yes, it allows you to get rid of the toxins in okay. the muscle. So it pulls that to the skin so it can start, uh, inserts lots of oxygen and start hitting it and start okay. getting it out of your system. Okay. Um, another side effect of that is it does start to release some of the tissue. Okay. But more importantly, it does pull that blood to the top. That's why you get this big hickey. Hickey's on your back. Right. Yeah. Right. Pulls the blood. It allows your body to start getting rid of that. It's very important. And they'll tell you. You must pound water yeah. after that. It's just like getting adjusted. The chiropractor, it releases toxins. Getting massage, it releases toxins. Mm-hmm. Cupping, definitely. On top of cupping, in my opinion, what's even better is rolling cup. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, th- they won't put as many pumps into the cup. Mm-hmm. And they'll coat, say, your back. Well, just back is typically the biggest cupped area. Mm-hmm. And then they'll slide that cup around while it's suctioned and it will suck the soul out of your body. <laughs> you, I, I'm telling you, Mo, there's times where you just like, that's it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm yeah. done. Just stop. Yeah. Like it's too much, too much, too much. That's what you keep saying. Like it literally feels like it's sucking the soul out of your body. Yeah. But I promise you is, uh, it, it looks like you just gotten a motorcycle accident when you're done yeah. and has some like severe road rash on your back. <laughs> and, but, um, the, the darker that skin, the darker that is, that shows you how much toxins are in. And I've actually had a, um, I've taken two photos of, I've got cupping, uh, uh, say on Monday, the following week I got it on the same day mm-hmm. oh, on the, the of, the ro- of the rolling cup. Colors it, it, are different. It, it's, it's nice. It's crazy. Wow. And you get the same work done, uh-huh. the same work done. So some people say, is it therapeutic or is it just mental or is it placebo? Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you that I'm looking, I got the same thing done and there's less color. Mm-hmm. It's not dark. It's like a lightish, like a rash mm-hmm. almost um, with some blood. Versus like a purple. It, like, it is purple. Yeah. yeah, I've had mine where they're purple. Um, so yes, it does work. The rolling cup, in my opinion, is one of the best. And I get, and there's plastic and also the glass, glass. cup. The glass cup is where they actually use the flames, which probably a lot mm-hmm. of you are more familiar with. But the newer models, like it's got like a little valve on there and you can pump the air out of there. Yeah. yeah. And, and all honesty, same mechanism as the, as the fire cups. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Get, get on Amazon. There's a, a Chinese set out there. It's, um, it's, it's less than 30 bucks. And I promise you, you can do that to your own self and it's, it's really cheap. I'm mm-hmm. not huge into the silicone. Um, they don't, I don't get as good suction out of those. The seal isn't as good. Yeah. Right. It's harder. And then the, the plastic ones they have for the price, you really can't beat it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of that, you can take to the next level, which I'll never do. They have wet cupping where they will leave the Chinese weird stuff. <laughs> they'll actually lacerate your skin. Okay? okay. And then they'll put the cup on and just look it up. It's pretty, yeah. it's pretty, it's pretty intense. It's very intense. Yeah. Um, people still swear by it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's still that same. It's releasing that blood at a higher rate. Yeah. You're not, obviously you're not going to breaking the skin. Yeah. Yeah. You're breaking the skin. You're not going to bleed to death, but, um, people do swear by that. It's small, little, small lacerations, mm-hmm. put the cup on. I just don't, that'll never happen here. It's yeah. just, just a little bit much. of an infection control issue. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, last of all, one of the things you mentioned was needling. Yeah. And the thing I think about with needling is acupuncture, but it's a little different, a lot different. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, there's a point in time to where you could stretch for 45 straight minutes and it, you will not, you, nothing's going to get released. Nothing. Yeah. Will, you will not be able to elongate the muscle because there's too much. So think of your muscle fibers. If you interlace your fingers, okay. And how they're connected, they're going, you know, in a perfect seam. Mm-hmm. Now, if you take the interlaced fingers and then you twist them, 
Okay. That's All nice what, and locked up. Yeah, yeah. That's what your tissue does. So what needling will do is when they insert the needle into the tissue, uh, it starts breaking up those, those fibers. Those knots. Yeah. Okay. In essence, knots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and what it does, it creates a nervous system and re- it forces your body to relax that area because it tells it it's safe. So when we get... Um, Oh, so it's like a protective mechanism where your muscles are locked up. This is exactly what it is. Okay. So when you get roping, um, and uh, that means if if you ever roll over your quad and it feels like there's a a lump, (laughs) that's roping. Okay. Um, And what it's doing is it's at the connective points. So let's say top of the knee um, and then the front of the hip. um, Common areas. That's where it's connecting. Let's okay. say we got the, the femoris muscle uh, is top of the knee to the front of the hip. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, so what your body will do to relieve tension so it doesn't detach, mm-hmm. it will it will release it from the the connective sides mm-hmm. into the middle to try and protect itself from from yes okay from actually doing that. So getting a needle in there, it tells you your system's okay, and then actually will produce a release on its own and you'll actually feel like it's a um, telling your body there's no more stranger danger yeah you, <laughs> it's like uh when you when you hit if you've never done needling strongly suggest it but um it, it's almost like you get a cramp and a muscle spasm mm-hmm. in that area and you'll get some twitches mm-hmm. and they're not pleasant <laughs> um but they're just that's what it's that's re- what your body's doing it's it's uh-huh. releasing that area and then on top of that, they'll leave the needles in and mm-hmm. they can hook up little jumper cables to them. <laughs> <laughs> or, or electrodes. Yeah, they're, they're jumper cables. <laughs> it's exactly what the hell they are. <laughs> just a miniature version of the jumper cable. N- nothing you can jumpstart your 350 with, but... That jumpstarts some quads though, bro. <laughs> so uh, put them in and then you'll get some good stem going through those needles directly into the muscle. Okay. And you get that nice little twitch and it's, it's really- Just releases really, that knot. Bro, it's it's so good. And why CrossFitters have fallen in love with cupping slash needling more than anything is because it speeds up the process. You literally can go the get needled. process, yeah. You can go get needled, go out and work out typically, mm-hmm. right? And they'll tell you, you know, if it hurts, then stop. If it's good, then go. Mm-hmm. Um, it's release the muscle. It is a, with this day and age, everybody wants instant gratification. Yeah. Look up needling because that's what it okay. is. It is instant gratification. You feel it release. You feel a spasm mm-hmm. and then you feel great. Unless you get your QL needled, which that needles yeah. about. Uh, and the QL is. Uh, it's on the, in your back. Mm-hmm. So if you think, um, if you look at your erector, it's almost like in between your rib cage and your erector. Okay. It's that dull ache you get. When your back's fired up. Yeah, but okay. it's not on the sacrum and it's not in the erectors. It's like on the sides, mm-hmm. the back sides of your, your back. And it takes, there's a lot of distance between the surface of your skin and the muscle. That's why you have that nice, long, lovely needle. We'll have to post a video that I have <laughs> of our, our, one of our trainers getting the QL. She had no idea that the needle was that long. It's pretty... <laughs> It's 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 uh it's mind blowing that it's that long. It's yeah. going directly into the and QL. not coming out the front of your body. Yeah, and then a lot of time your QL will get overused because of you don't have a, your core strength's pretty low, mm-hmm. and it'll start dumping off. And I believe a QL is a rotator mm-hmm. uh, left and right. Okay, um, if I remember right. So talking about how to get these things addressed, we talked about um, massage therapy, mm-hmm. talked a little bit about chiropractors, but the one area we've covered a lot today is the physical therapist. So if you could kind of like give us the elevator speech on like those three different areas. Yeah. I um, So so like cops and firefighters, there's always a beef between cops <laughs> and firefighters when you're on scene. Okay. Uh, they both talk smack about each other. Um, it's just kind of- It's like Bengals versus- uh, uh, Browns fans, that type of deal. No, Bengals. First off, <laughs> there's no such thing as Bengals fans. They're a bunch of bandwagon, like only like them. They can't even sell out a home playoff game, Mo. <laughs> I'm just saying they can't even give the tickets away. You know, us Browns fan, we're 0 16. We've won one game in two years, and I'm still ready for. And you're opening. still and you're still tearing down the goalposts, dude. Yeah, absolutely. You wait till we win two games and see what happens. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bengals fans, oh. there's no such thing. <laughs> hey, if you're if you're one of our listeners, don't unsubscribe because I said that. Just just take it as it is, man. Just there, we say real stuff, and that's real stuff. You're not a fan. It's okay. Hey, it's all Ohio love. That's all it is. Yeah, something like that. Um, 
No. So uh, same thing kind of goes with PT chiropractic. There's this, uh, there was, I say, some still have it, this feud between each other. They, they both dog each other whenever they can get. Mm-hmm. Um, in my opinion, both help each other. Mm-hmm. Okay. Chiropractic is, cert- is needed sometimes. Um, and then PT is also needed as well. So okay. physical therapists, what that will do was help, will help you do motor control stability work. Okay. We'll also rehab. Let's say you, let's say you injure your hip and let's say the, they truly believe you have a small tear in your labrum. Let's go with Jenna. Okay. She has mm-hmm. a small tear in her labrum because she is quad dominant in her lifts. So instead of getting surgery, what you can do with a lot of labor and tears, unless it's a, a, a major tear. Yeah, depending on the grade, because that's what yeah. happened to me. Yeah. Right, depending on the grade of the tear, you can a lot of times rehab and, and makes, make the area around it structurally more sound, mm-hmm. and then it will stop dumping to that. Now, you'll get some clicking and popping where that, that flap where the labrum is torn, it'll, it'll catch sometimes, but it's still, uh, it still beats going under the knife and still be able to achieve and still max out and PR and such mm-hmm. like that. Um, so they, the recovery isn't nearly as bad from physical therapy because you're not getting right. cut open. Absolutely. Non-invasive. Um, it's just, yeah, it's, it's totally different. So PT will give you that. And then they'll also do things to prevent things. And that's a lot of stuff that we're actually going to, what we've started incorporating is, mm-hmm. is the stability stuff. And I think one thing that people don't necessarily take into consideration is that you don't have to go to a PT after you're injured. No, you hell can utilize no. PT, you know, or even massage therapists, chiropractors as a preventative tool mm-hmm. uh, to help possibly minimize the potential of getting injured. Yep. I'll give you a great example. So Jen is our strongest female athlete, um, all around. And, uh, so I was having some issues with my rotator muscles. Mm-hmm. Um, and the problem with CrossFit is we use big muscle groups to move, um, loads. Mm-hmm. When we go overhead, the stability portion, uh, a lot of times our rotator muscles, which are very weak in essence, um, they don't, they are, they're not made to move loads or made to stabilize the joint in mm-hmm. that area. Um, if those are weakened, never really treated, the instability will end up causing an issue. And that's where you get your labrum tear okay. or whatever it is. The, the very, uh, bursitis on in between the in, in between the muscles mm-hmm. and such such like that. Um, stability wise, so uh, I was getting some stuff done. Eric was showing me some things for stability. Took an upside down kettlebell, mm. and I yeah. did uh, twenty six pound upside down, and it was like overhead walking um, while maintaining the kettlebell head must be straight, be straight, mm-hmm. and can't internally or externally rotate. Um, overhead position, thirty seconds each arm for three rounds each and then eight upside down kettlebell presses, single arm mm-hmm. up and down right arm 26. No problem. Left arm. It was like, I, I was having seizures. dude. <laughs> <laughs> so then got exposed. Definitely. And yeah. this is the issue, right? I can, I can power snatch over 200 pounds, but it doesn't mean that my shoulders are in the best stable mm-hmm. position. Well, right? When you trying to, uh, stress out those fine auxiliary muscles, you weren't even able to push that 26 pound weight, which is nothing for you. I can push it, yeah, but to it, hold it appropriately, it, it shakes. Yeah. It literally will shake. So it was funny. So I had tested it and I was introducing it to some of the people on Sunday when we were in here, uh, two weeks ago, we were just competed. So we we're just kind of having a little deload day. No big deal. Um, got some work in and introduced this upside down kettlebell stability. Mm-hmm. And we have this kettlebell alcohol to peanut. And it's like, I think it's 13 pounds. Mm-hmm. And the girls were struggling to keep that up. Jenna was struggling yeah. with her left arm. She could not keep it. She had to protrude it out front to even press it overhead in mm-hmm. a stable platform. And it was still unstable. Yeah. So you take your strongest athlete who she touched and goes, I don't know, and it copious amounts of weight yes, on yes. snatch and uh, clean. And um, she is unable to take a 13 pound kettlebell and without it shaking yeah. dramatically and press it out eight and times stabilize it, mm-hmm. yep. and do that for three rounds and see the comparison of left and right is crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, what's great. That's what PTs can also offer you. And that, right. You don't have to go to him if you're injured or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's why I like having him on site. He's going to do a uh, one month, free mobility or, or type of clinic. He already ran one on mm-hmm. whatever we want or he'll choose. If we're having a common issue si- inside the gym is mm-hmm. like, 
we start to have a lot of shoulders and then we're, he'll start talking about the shoulder and things like that. The chiropractic, what they're great about is let's say your hips out of alignment. Mm-hmm. It's great for it to get adjusted. And a lot of people think it's your bones popping. It's not your actual muscle. Mm-hmm. Your muscles are snapping in essence. Like, like think of a rubber band mm-hmm. or when your knees pop, people are like, your knees are cracking. No, it's your freaking quads, bro. Mm-hmm. That's not your knees popping. That tells me your quads are extremely are tight. tight. Yeah. yeah. And that every time you bend, it's snapping the rubber band. Chiropractic will definitely adjust and get some of the, especially thoracic issue, mm-hmm. um, getting that T-spine to kind of release mm-hmm. and getting all the muscles in that thoracic area to kind of let go. Yeah. So you can actually start training stability because you can't achieve the position because you're too tight and you are mm-hmm. immobile. Well, when you become mobile, he releases that that area. Mm-hmm. Now you can work the stability stuff that the PT can yeah. actually give you. And I was one of those non-believers in chiropractors until I finally went to one just mm-hmm. years of, uh, from pitching and playing volleyball. Uh, just my right shoulder is just trash. And after going to him, like I noticed significant reduction in my day-to-day pain and you know, I'm a believer now. So it's, it's yeah. If you've never tried it, you know, give it an honest try. Any of these things, PT, um, massage therapy, chiropractors, anything that will help you prevent yourself from getting injured you know, and in the midst of it all, improving your mobility and flexibility, you know, just give it a shot. And I'll still stand firm. Um, my belief is if you go to a PT or chiropractic and they're telling you not to do X just because it's fitness, punch them in the face. <laughs> doesn't change. It doesn't, Mo. I don't care. Like it's the most ridiculous. <laughs> don't tell me not to work out. Yeah. Like it's, don't okay. tell me to, okay. don't be taught not, not to don't, fitness. Don't yeah. go overhead. They can say that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I let's try not to go overhead this week or if you do make it light. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because we want to get some work in on but it. Just those blanket statements. Don't do CrossFit because yeah. it's dangerous. Oh my God. Yeah. Right in the face. Punch them right in the face, bro. And if they cover the face, punch them in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying like, take whatever options available and drop that doctor. <laughs> Find the area. Hashtag yes. drop that doctor, Mo. <laughs> New hashtag baby. <laughs> we'll make that viral too. So any, any parting shots besides uh, taking a shot at uh, doctors that don't like CrossFit? No, uh, I guess the only thing I'd like to say is um, take care of your body. Yeah, okay? absolutely. Uh, you only get one. I, uh, I often, I, I'm a huge advocate of getting the best performance out of every single person, no matter their skill level, every single day. I'm not afraid to put copious amounts of stress on the body as long as they, I know they can physically handle it. Mm-hmm. Okay, but- what comes with that is you also have to take care of the maintenance side of your body. Mm-hmm. You can use your body and run it to the ground. This is where I see a lot of top level athletes in CrossFit make this mistake. I'm not a huge, I'm not against high low, high, high volume. No, people, absolutely not. People, I will testify to that. Right. Yeah. As long as it's done properly. Okay. High volume done incorrectly is dangerous. High volume done correctly is perfectly fine. And, but what comes with that, okay. And this is on a competitive side first. What comes with the high volume is the the maintenance. If you look at Olympic weightlifters, as much time as they spend weightlifting, they They're spend equal double, of time equal to more double mobility. In mobility and flexibility. Yeah. That's why they can go to the bottom. Their ass can be a half yeah. inch off the ground. Perfect position, feet completely flat, dorsiflexion yep. out the butt. Um, Even you, your heavyweight athletes doing full splits. You know? Holly Mangold, yep. right? I've seen her do the complete splits. This is what it takes. So it does not happen over overnight, okay? Yeah. So the maintenance side must come on your high-level athletes, on your everyday CrossFitter, general CrossFitter. Don't think that just because you're wadding three to four times a week, you don't need to do maintenance because mm-hmm. what will happen is you'll come in one day and you'll load, load your system and then you come into the next and let's say that the day before just really put a, a hurt on your CNS. Um, when your CNS is fried, it can kind of you can become dysfunction as how your body moves. Mm -hmm. Um, And when that happens, that's when you can start creeping into that, that nagging injury as your shoulder always hurts when you go overhead. Mm -hmm. Guess what? It doesn't go away on its own. I promise you that Mm -hmm. if you take a week off, okay, maybe it will go away. But I think what happens is it's, it's going to come right back because you're really masking the area just because you take time away 
Next time you go back, you, and you haven't look, addressed it. You haven't addressed yeah. it. Yeah. Then that's that's the problem. That's what me and Eric talk about. Is it, just because it goes away doesn't mean that it's, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. No, it just means you haven't used it. Like you know <laughs> it's what I mean? Rested. It's not, yeah. It doesn't you, mean it's good to go. Right. Yeah. And as soon as you go overhead again for the for two days out of the week or three days out of the week, you're, it's going to come right back. So. Mm-hmm don't think that just because something goes away or that if something happens that you got to take this rest day, go in, get your work in, but pick your trainers or your owner's brain and see if there's anything you can do. Mm-hmm. And if they don't have any, see if they can reference anything. Cause there's a lot of great free information online, yeah. especially Instagram. There is yeah. so tons many of stuff out there. tons of stuff out there. Look that up and understand that no matter how many days a week you work out, Maintaining your body so you can achieve a proper position should be a number one priority. I mm-hmm. just don't care. It's it is it is movement uh, patterns and technique before load. And if your movement patterns and techniques good, okay, and then you start loading, then you start getting to some issues mobility wise when you start loading the tissue. Mm-hmm. Then we got to work the mobility side. If it's a flexibility side, then start working the flexible side. But you have to maintain your body, no matter your fitness level. I don't care what it is. Whether you're, yeah, especially if you're brand new to this sport. Oh yeah, adopt it now. It, Absolutely, get it going and just stick with it. If your if your gym does not know anything, uh, look it up. If you guys have questions, I'm always down to help as much as I can. Yeah. And um, it it's find a PT mm-hmm. and just just really find a good one. Um, because honestly, a lot of PTs are going to the CrossFit side because a lot of them don't like. They to, found their people. That's exactly what they say. Yeah, they don't, or they're doing athletics. Mm-hmm. They they don't want to want nothing's wrong with this. It takes a special person that wants to work with uh, people who are getting their knees replaced at seventy years yeah. that are seventy years old. Mm-hmm. That and a hip. That, that's just it's just it'd be like me training little kids and giving them one hundredth of what I know mm-hmm. and what I can train and to whereas I set them I, up for a lifetime. Yeah. Right. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but when I do when I train, I want to give people all my knowledge mm-hmm. that I can give them because that's that's more entertaining and and what I love to do. It's fulfilling. It's yeah. very fulfilling. And PTs are the same way they love CrossFit. They they really do. I know several PTs who do CrossFit. Mm-hmm. We just had one yeah. sign up. She does. She's doing CrossFit. We're going to get Eric's ass and doing CrossFit. <laughs> Guy doing a bar muscle up already. And nice. um, but find a PT that you can that you trust mm-hmm. that is pro working out, mm-hmm. rehabilitating the injury, creating stability, and proper motor control, and work with them. Mm-hmm. But don't stop maintaining your body. Yeah, and that ties into this week's call to action. Uh, if you have any questions about uh, any problem areas that you may have, go and send us a message and bro will do his best to try and give you some advice on how to minimize the issues that you're having in that area, improve your mobility, improve your flexibility, which will in, in the long term, you know, help you get more gains. We're all about the gains, bro. It's all about the gains. But I can't man. promise you if you if I tell you to do something and you don't do it. Well, yeah. no, well, if, you know, <laughs> if you do do it, don't be mad when it doesn't feel good. <laughs> okay, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yes, because yes. it's just it's the it's the necessary it, evil. It's your punishment for neglecting the body part <laughs> is what it's, it's really about. <laughs> all right, that brings this week's episode to a close. I'm Mo and I'm out. I'm Brobility and I'm out. <laughs> what? I don't even know if it's better than the first one. I don't care, Mo. Thank you for listening to the One More Rip Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at One More Rip Podcast or on Twitter at Can I Get One More or shoot us an email at Can I Get One More at gmail.com. All right, mobility. What is it? 2.0. <laughs> mobility 2.0. Fucking Mo, one job. <laughs> I have one job. and I- He wanted to do it again. So he's like, I'm just going to erase, I'm just gonna erase this shit all that fucking good shit that Brody can't fucking remember. Um, yeah, if you're, if you're listening to this, um, yeah, I had a catastrophic failure with my computer and I have no idea what happened to the original recording. Um, you heard some of it in the preview that was released on Monday and I went to go finalize it today, which is Monday. And uh, it is nowhere to be found. And then on top of it, my backup hard drive is not acting right. So I know um, what happened. What happened? The North Koreans got it. <laughs> they hacked our you shit. called them out last I week. I did, that's man. They happened. hacked their shit. They knew it was going to be hot. And they're like, we're getting this before the South Koreans do. Now that we got internet.
So um, when you hear this, it'll actually have been recorded uh, almost 24 hours exactly before uh, you guys hear this. So are we releasing this one first? Yeah. I'm still trying to stay in order. So he's got a, he's got a quick edit. I'm going to have a long night tonight, kids. Nah, we're going to keep this one clean. No, I got this. (laughs) I've I've already done it. Direct the tape. I've already done it. Like I know everything already. (laughs) So we really hope you enjoyed this one as we're enjoying some. Nowhere in particular. I have number 19 double rights. Thanks to Anna. Yeah. Thank you, Anna. Yeah. We had some visitors from Columbus. That was awesome. Got to meet some people that listened to us. Uh, They happen to be in town. They went to the Air, Air Force, Force Museum, Museum for yep. the first time. That's a great experience if... If you've if, never been. You, even if you've been, shit. Well, uh, they just uh, added that extra wing uh, within the past year. And then the Memphis Bell just got brought in about two months ago. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Nice. So that's pretty sweet. So I, haven't been, I haven't been there since they added the spaceship a few years ago. Okay. Um, yeah, and if you guys ever come by, let me know um, because I live right next to it and you can come over for some dinner. Brody's had the brisket. He he knows what it's about. I just want to let you guys know that I've never even been given that invite. <laughs> Not live here. I, I, li- I live here. He's never said, "Hey, if you go by the Air Force Museum, you can come over for dinner." I'm like, huh, "When am I going? <laughs> I'm hungry right now, Mo. Go make me a brisket." 